Howdy all and welcome back to another episode of Behind the Bulldogs here on News Radio WBRN and Ferris State Athletics. Brandon Work Joe Nagy with you here today. Got a great show in store for you here today. Lots to recap after a busy Bulldog weekend here this past couple days and certainly have an absolute banger of an interview, a well-anticipated one by you yeah. guys, the fans. We got to deliver coach of strength and conditioning, Andrew Thede, stopped by, and boy, he had a lot to say, and it was all good things. It was a great time, not going to lie. It was probably one of our best interviews, I would say, and that's not even fooling. Yeah, it's it's hard to choose. It's almost like, uh, you know, uh, choosing uh, from your own children on all the interviews that we do, because they're all great, but I mean, he, there's certainly some great things that a lot of people don't just when, know. Let me tell you, you like there's part of it where I was just ready to just Go take on an army at one point. <laughs> yeah, it's a run and I don't a get wall. that in interviews that much. So Yeah, run through a brick wall. But it was great. Can't wait for you guys to hear that. Well, let's get to the Ferris Stage Sports Slate coming up here at the end of the show. Preview where you should be and when you should support the Bulldogs here this upcoming weekend. Uh, but first, we got a lot to recap here in the Ferris Stage Sports Rundown. We'll start uh, from this past Thursday. And, and there was a lot of action as well. Soccer uh, goes to a 1-1 draw against uh, Davenport. And also volleyball gets a win over Purdue North. Northwest three nothing. Nice. So definitely some some great performances overall uh, from that past weekend. I, excuse me, I believe that was on Friday, not Thursday. I had my days mixed up. Of course, we're working on a full slate ourselves with all the things going on here. As you're listening to this live on Thursday instead of our normal Wednesdays, um, as well. Also, anchor bone on ice, one sided affair. Fair State dominating. Yeah, that was easy not nothing. That was just easy. Yeah, not so, gonna lie. Yeah, it was uh, it was very much needed. I think after that football game. I'll yeah, yeah, football was tough, but obviously those guys came to play, <laughs> and they did. They, I mean, they they scored it absolutely well. I felt bad for one of the Grand Valley players because they don't get their sticks paid for and his stick broke, and it's like ah, it's gonna be like four hundred bucks that yeah, he's gonna pay for. That's unfortunate. Tough looks for him, but. Yeah, I mean, especially, I mean, Grand Valley, they, they came out really well in that first period. I mean, they held us pretty low in scoring on the tally, but obviously in the second, third period, we started to wear them down. Yeah, and I mean, they was, got no shots in the second period, so. Yeah, I mean, we locked it down defensively. The guys in the net were fantastic defensive line. We were spraying shots, and that's something that this team has really needed, I feel like, over the last couple of games as well. Uh, just being able to get more shots on net mm-hmm. uh, and just being able to get more comfortable offensively, and I think they showed that, especially against Grand Valley. Yeah, big time, big time. That's what I like to see. Get back Back on the right track. It might have been an Acha versus CCHA or Acha versus D1, but a win's a win, and that's going to get some good momentum. Absolutely. Davenport game, certainly a battle there from soccer, a 1-1 draw, of course. Uh, you would love to get the win in the book, but obviously still a point nonetheless after the end of the day. Uh, certainly was a tough go at it. Uh, I mean, especially having that one nothing lead early in the second uh, with that big goal from Peyton Price, but unfortunately they give up the equalizer uh, later on in the second half, but uh, Coach Henson's team really um, has done a really good job of bouncing back with the momentum wise are playing better soccer this time of year uh unfortunately they weren't able to get the win over grand valley as they fell two to one as we kind of move over into the other side uh some obviously on sunday the two one loss it was a tough one especially they had climbed back they had just given up two early goals uh but obviously outside of that 
I mean, they played really well. I mean, they, they really played standout soccer in that second half. They just really needed it for two halves, and that was really the only difference in that one. Yeah, that's a tough thing, especially because that was just uh, especially trying to get a spot where you can uh, win against Grand Valley, especially in late season. It's going to be a much-needed boost, especially with, what, three games until the GLIAC tournament is going to be coming around. So yeah. that could have been huge, but also it's going to give you some motivation to just play very well against Michigan Tech and Northern coming up uh, this weekend as well as Saginaw Valley next weekend. So it's like it's not a win-win, but it kind of is because it gives you a motivation to just turn it up for these last three games and get a nice little streak going before GLEX. Absolutely, and especially for volleyball as well. They were able to get the revenge uh, on the for soccer, getting a 3-2 win uh, there the previous day on Saturday night in five sets. It was a huge matchup, especially between the top two teams in the conference. Uh, it was an absolute battle. I mean, Ferris winning the first set, Grand Valley taking the next two, uh, and then the Bulldogs bounce back in a huge way uh, and take set four and set five for the 3-2 winner. Offensively, they really bounced back really well, and we saw that especially go into the rest of the week as they got the win against Lake State on Monday in dominant fashion, and then as well, last night as we're recording this against Wayne State, uh, getting a four-set win there over the Warriors, and that that defense has just been something else. I mean, we talk about it on the broadcast. We talk about it here. This defense has notably been so much improved compared yeah. to years past in the stat sheet on paper and especially as you watch this team they're really becoming a two-dimensional yeah. legit threat here we're in this region t- we're 20 and 4 yes holy winning games jeez a man. lot of them yeah it's it's been a wild ride hey just another day just another night no big deal yeah also what leah bylet and kaylee Ma got a thousand digs didn't they how about that yeah With and kaylee Ma got what two three five six seven thousand assists or whatever it is yeah i mean she's making her way up the the program tally for the historical Seems record like books. ten thousand at this point <laughs> i mean she's played she's played phenomenal the whole team's playing phenomenal the depth they have is unbelievable football also getting a win over the t- huskies up there in houghton got to got a chance to see that one in person actually which we'll get to oh, that here in just a minute yeah uh 35 21 win Carson Golker doing Carson Golker type things 120 yards five TDs on the ground casual five TDs yeah no I think the team played really well Michigan Tech got a couple nice plays that really were able to set them up for success but I mean we didn't commit a lot of penalties we didn't turn the ball over uh, just the game flow Michigan Tech's a really tough team especially to play up there at Houghton and coach uh, and he said that on the recent uh, Ferris Sports Update shout out to Brody Kaiser as well as all the coaches who are going on the show uh, I think there was definitely a lot of things you looked at that and you were like man this is a really stingy game but they continue to fight they continue to make a lot of plays and at the end of the day they got the win over a really tough GLIAC team that's all you can ask for at the end of the day yeah that's uh that's a big time thing especially I mean Michigan Tech's a heavy heavy passing team held them to not a lot of yards rushing only less than 100 so that's pretty big time but uh especially getting you know 326 yards of uh passing thrown on you is not always the best thing but they were playing pretty solidly I would say I'm trying to check the box score for uh the Michigan Tech's quarterbacks um efficiency if that was good i can't tell because my computer's super it was slow. solid it was solid yeah the wi-fi of course is always giving a shout out to why well it technically gets my phone but also i get no good service here so bummer what, what service provider are you on i'm on my personal hotspot but i have uh at&t so really if they want to sponsor this podcast give me a free oh, that'd be sick okay i might have to talk to corporate about that one. 23 for 40 <laughs> 23 <laughs> for 40 he anyway was, so. 23 not bad to That's be honest bad. 17 breakups so yeah. 17 
Can't ask for a better day. Yeah, we'll see. We'll definitely see. They'll be playing against American International this weekend, so hope you see you there. Uh, Also, as well, men's basketball in exhibition action. They fall to Toledo. They were playing with them very competitively in the first half. Uh, The Rockets get away in the second half, but first uh, matchup of the year for Coach Brockham's team. Also, uh, champions for women's golf over at Bill Crabtree. Congrats as well, Cameron Shannon. I believe also given the GLIAC Golfer of the Week honors on the female side, so congratulations to her, um, as well as just all the overall performance and then finishing out cross country. Uh, not the greatest races up at Houghton was certainly a, a battle-tested course that we had never seen before, and we learned a lot about it uh, this past weekend. It wasn't our best performance, men's and women's side, uh, but we're definitely a better team uh, than we showed on Saturday. And uh, a lot of us raced, uh, uh, we raced better than we uh, had still seen against a lot of these other teams and as well uh, on the, some of these other courses. Uh, we just didn't have the necessarily places to back it up. So uh, obviously that'll be something that will really fuel for regionals coming up, uh, but it was a tough course, man. It, it really was in that last couple of miles. The elevation really catches up to you at the end of the day, but uh, it'll, you, it'll be a good bounce back soundtrack coming up here in two weeks, but believe it or not, that's all we had from this past week. It feels like almost a whole five-paragraph like essay but, full. I yeah. mean, that was a lot, but uh, yeah, we got a lot of great things coming up this weekend, but first, before we preview that, we're going to send you over to the interview room with head coach of strength and conditioning here at Ferris State, Andrew 30. So without further ado, Let's swing into the interview. Now joining us in the studio, strength and conditioning head coach for Fair State University, Andrew T. Welcome to the show. I appreciate it. I appreciate you guys having me. I'm excited for this. Absolutely. Glad to have you, Coach T. First question for you. Obviously, a lot of plethora of experiences you've had along your journey, especially in the strength and conditioning world. But we'll start with the easiest question. How did you end up in Big Rapids and the head strength and conditioning coach here at Fair State University? Uh, so I had a pretty interesting journey. Um, I went to Kalamazoo College for my undergrad and I actually went there to be a doctor. So I started biology and chemistry. And then just as I developed, like I fell in love with the weight room and I kind of transitioned into more of a sports science role there. And from there, um, I was a graduate assistant at Western Michigan University. I was a professional intern at the University of Michigan, working with the football program there. And then after that, actually, uh, my wife got a medical school up at Central. So we moved there. And uh, one day she was like, uh, just so you know, Ferris State is looking for a head strength coach. And I sat on it for a couple of days and got my resume ready, my portfolio, and I went for it and I got it. And I'm very, very thankful. It's now my third season here and I absolutely love the place. I love the people. It's an incredible place to be. So very excited. Yeah, absolutely. And we were talking a little bit before the interview started that like since your wife's uh, going to be a doctor, what's been the toughest part be not, not only just with the, the commute that she has to make and stuff, but also just uh, kind of having those two separate lives, but kind of just making that work for you, too. Yeah, it is tough, but it, it's we both are doing what we love. Like uh, I wish you guys just her with, you know, her uh, patients, the kids, you know, she's a pediatrician and it's just absolutely incredible to see how she influences these individuals' lives. And I think for me as well, like I love my job and it makes it really easy. There is no tough days getting up. Uh, I just, I love what I do and just the people I get to work with, such a wide array of people. And right now where we're at with our life is, you know, we don't have any kids. We're just trying to invest as much as we can into our life. So down the road, you know, our children can see like a good role model and we can set them up for success. But it's 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 been tough. You know, time away from her is really tough. And, you know, same, you know, when I work on Saturdays or Sundays, time away. But, you know, we know the end goal at the end of the day and we're just doing everything in our power to do that. So we have each other, you know, text and we always call on each other and stuff like that. And just know our end goal at the end of the day is what we want. So we're just working for that. And it is tough, but we love it and we, we make it do so. That's awesome. Gonna take a hot second break here. We'll be right back. Gotta listen to our sponsors. 
Yeah, and especially getting into kind of the nitty gritty, uh, leading strength conditioning program for a Division II university, more teams than I can count on my two hands you control uh, for all the workouts and training that they have in the weight room and other side of that as well. Uh, really, when it comes down to it, I'm sure probably a lot of people are wondering the nitty gritty of the day in the life. What are some of the things that you go through on a daily basis when first you get into the weight room in the morning and leaving at the evening? Uh, so, yeah, so I'm I work with 12, you know, Division II athletic programs, which is a lot. But again, I love it because every team is a different spice and, uh, and it's a different mentality I have. We're at different phases in training. So a typical day, you know, we have 6 a.m. lifts. I'm really busy in the mornings and afternoons to accommodate, you know, class schedules and uh, practice schedules. But I usually roll in around 5, 5.15 a.m. and that might be early, but it's just something I'm accustomed to. And again, I enjoy it because it's just me in the weight room and I get my thoughts. I collect my thoughts for the day. I can plan out my day. It's really nice. Um, and then we usually roll, you know, sometimes to last group at six o'clock at night. Um, you know, I sneak food in when I can. I try to go to practices, football practice, soccer practice, volleyball practice, whatever it may be, you know, during the day just to see, talk with coaches and things like that to see what's going on. Um, and then, yeah, my evening usually concludes around five, six o'clock at night. Some days I get out early. And again, I, I really try to prioritize, you know, my health and stuff as well. So when I can get out early, I will. Um, but yeah, usually pretty, pretty busy days in the fall. It's actually a little easier because we have so many teams competing. Soccer, volleyball, men's and women's basketball is getting ready. Fo uh, football is rolling. And then in the springtime, you got to think a lot of those teams are in the offseason. So that's a lot of the heavy lifting. And that's a lot of those 12, 13 hour days because everyone's in the offseason visiting me on a daily basis. So but again, I enjoy it. It's not much of work for me. It's fun. You know, the athletes have to listen to my crappy music, the same songs over and over again. <laughs> but it is what it is. I try to make a fun environment. But again, I love what I do and long days, but enjoyable days. There are some bangers on that playlist, so for sure. Don't cut don't cut yourself short on that one. Yeah. So what, is, what is on the playlist? What's the song? Uh, it's a lot. So I'm a notorious. I probably have the same 15 to 20 songs I listen to over and over again. So, but, you know, men's basketball, football, we listen to, you know, NBA Young Boy, things like that. Uh, Little Baby, they like Little Dirk and stuff like that. But then the other teams, I usually control it. And it's a lot of, uh, you know, kind of soft. I like, I'm a big Sia guy. Mm. I love Sia. Lady Gaga is a good one. Louis Capaldi is a good one. Um, and it's just more chill music I like to listen to. Because, again, I have to change it up. I cannot listen to the same songs over and over again. So, yeah. uh, you know, throughout the same 12 lift groups every day. So I just change it up depending on the group, how they're feeling. Are we lifting heavy? So are we going to go more to the hard side? It's more of a speed day, more of a chill day. So. I try to just keep the flow with what the training group is. So. Yeah. Dang, a lot of a lot of things that go into that. Yeah. Choosing the playlist. Yes. You mentioned how earlier, I mean, before we started the interview, that you've been to Kalamazoo College, you've been to Western, also had a stint with Michigan. What's the biggest difference being at all three levels of Division Three, Division Two, and Division One, just with kind of facilities and how the inner workings are like? Yeah. So I say the biggest difference. I, you know, there is a difference in money and things like that. You know, you're able to what resources you're able to purchase, but also working at various schools, I think it's really opened my mind to me just being creative because there are some resources we can't have, but you know, I might want it. So I just have to find a creative way to do so. Mm -hmm. And I think my biggest, like I was working in the biggest football weight room in the country at the university of Michigan. I come here and I have the rubber room, which I'm not trying to hate on it by any means. You know, we got great work in there, but I had seven barbells, seven benches, some dumbbells and med balls. And that is it. So I wanted to carry some of the same things I've learned and I just had to do it in a creative way, you know, and just find cheap, efficient tools to, you know, do this exercise here when we don't have this piece of equipment. And also in regards to athletes, honestly, you know, I was at a division three school and then going to Michigan, I'm like, oh my God, you know, 
these guys, they're still kids. You know what mm-hmm. I mean? I still, I still work with like young male and female kids at the end of the day, between 18 and 22 year old, they need support. They need you there for them. And it's not like, you know, just like, Oh, Olivia Herman, she's like this great outside hitter. Like, Oh, you know, she's, she's a hardworking, she's, you know, trying to pursue her life going to, and the medical field and things like that. Oh, there's this, you know, Xavier Wade is this big old, you know, receiver. He's just a kid though at the end of the day. You know what mm-hmm. I mean? You know, he's a young man that's developing and trying to pursue his goals. So, you know, between the levels, I work with the, you know, just the talent might be a little bigger or, or they might be a little taller, whatever, maybe. I still work with just as hardworking, driven individuals. And, you know, they just chose this route for a different reason. So, you know, between Division Three, Division Two, whatever it may be, it, the athletes are still phenomenal. It's just maybe resources are a little different or they might be a little taller, whatever. But we still work with some really high level athletes, which I enjoy tons. So. Absolutely. And you mentioned the facilities, obviously, uh, the grind in the rubber room. It, it was a different time back then. But now you got a beautiful facility yes. downstairs from where we are recording right now in the yes. cap. Uh, just talk about the development of that project, being able to hear about it and be able to get some of those things in to help the quality of the athletes for especially for what you wanted out of their training. Yeah. So like another really appealing position when I was interviewing this position is the talk of the cap. So I had to, you know, I got to lead the way for what we wanted as a cap to encompass all of our athletics here and how we could develop them as athletes. And I think we did an absolutely wonderful job. So it's the old volleyball arena. And what we were able to do with that, it's, it's phenomenal because it's a little scary because you have all these plans on paper and you're like, all right, this looks perfect. But then it's going to be a lot different when I have 50 football guys in here and we're blaring music. Is it going to be functional? And I think within the first few months, we realized that, boom, we got it right. We nailed it. It is functional. Um, And I don't think people like when I say this because it is a beautiful weight room. It's top notch, but it's not the weight room that makes us. It's the athletes. It's me. It's the coaching staff. And I think that's what really sets us apart you know, from an athletic program is we make do with what we have. And now we have, you know, a phenomenal weight room. We're building a nutrition center. We're trying to make that better and better each and every week. Um, but it's the people in there. We have, you know, yes, we do have 20 racks. Yes, we do have monkey bars in between each rack. Yes, we do have dumbbells up to 150. But it's the people. It's me, how I communicate to those people, how we're going to conduct our business and things that I think really makes this place special. But also it's just a sense of pride. You know, when our athletes come in that weight room, they chill in my office, they get a snack, whatever it may be. There's a sense of pride that, dang, we do have one of the best weight rooms on there. And dang, maybe we do have one of the better strength coaches. And dang, maybe we do have these great teammates. So it's more of the people, but the facility top notch, unbelievable. But the people I think laid the foundation for that. And that's our student athletes. Man, dude, I'm like ready to run through a brick wall. (laughs) That was sick. But for you, especially when you find time to get a workout in yourself, like what's your favorite muscle group to hit? What are you going after in the gym? Uh, So when I train myself, I really don't have any goals. Most of my training is experimental training. Like, Mm -hmm. do I let's try this new movement I have. Okay. Do I like it for this athlete? Yes. All right. Do I like it for this time of the year? So this time of year, is it like our off season? Is it like our peaking? So, you know, there's just so many things to it, you know, just a push up. A push-up can be a normal push-up, uh, increased range of motion. It could be an explosive push-up. It could be a heavy push-up. So it's just finding these tools. So most of my training, uh, my athletes keep me pretty fit just doing my job, but most of my training is I'm just trying things out. Um, and that's one thing I think I'm really proud of, to be honest. And this might sound weird, but like I am done lifting for me. You know what I mean? Like 
I am done trying to get my health in check. Yes, I try to stay healthy, but everything I do is just trying to better our athlete. You know, like this movement here, maybe I'm trying to learn this coaching cue or maybe I'm trying to learn this movement. It's really not for me anymore. And like before, I just, I just wanted to be the biggest, strongest, fastest, most powerful athlete I could. Now I want that for him and her, you know what I mean? So my training is really just geared towards, hey, I saw this or hey, I learned this or hey, I just thought of this. How can I implement this with my athletes? Let me give it a shot and see what happens. Absolutely. And especially for uh, being notoriously tabbed as the greatest strength and conditioning coach in the country by let alone one of our greatest coaches of all time, Tony Anish. Shout out to him. Uh, what does the greatest strength and conditioning coach at the D2 level in the country do outside of the weight room? What's what's Andrew Thede like outside of lifting and on just being that strength and conditioning guy? Yeah. So outside of lifting, outside of watching, you know, games and things like that. And I just I love to relax with my wife. I'm a big fisherman. I love you know, up here in Big Rapids, there's tons of lakes. I have this little kayak. I will find time to, you know, to sling some baits around or whatever it may be, uh, catch some bass. I'm a big, you know, largemouth, smallmouth fan. We got Lake St. Clair not too far from here. So I go out with my buddies on Lake St. Clair. Uh, I love me and my wife. We're kind of like old folks, but we love to go on walks. You know, we probably walk, you know, three, four, five miles a week. You know, we just try to find time. And that's time we can talk about our days, enjoy the weather, because I'm a season guy. I love the seasons. I love, you know, spring, fall, winter here, summer. Um, so I just, you know, relax, you know, catch my breath. And uh, I love to watch football as well. I'm a big Lions fan. Uh, disappointing last week, but they're on the right track. Uh, and just kind of hang out and chill with my wife. I think that's the biggest thing. You ever been able to make it to TA's house on uh, Whitefish, being able to sling around? Uh, yes, actually, we do. There, You know, I've been over there, uh, th through some over there. Uh, not too much success, but that was just off the dock. But I've heard great things about that lake. And see, yeah. yeah, here in Michigan, too, we're approaching some ice here in a couple months. So mm -hmm. I will be on the ice as well. Big ice fisherman. And that's more for food, the gale and crappie. So that'll be mm -hmm. fun as well. Yeah, absolutely. Well, Coach T, thank you so much for coming on the show. Last question for you. We ask everybody this. What's been your favorite part? about being a fair state bulldog other uh, people hands down by far like i i hope my athletes know this but i love working here and the people are great such hard workers um and i can kind of relate to them you know being a former student athlete and i just they're they're a breath of fresh air and it's just the people the student athletes i work for i work for my student athletes and i just love them it's a it's a good spot Absolutely. Well, Coach G, thank you so much for stopping by and uh we'll see you down in the weight room later here on this week all right appreciate it thank you Once again, huge thank you to Coach Didi for coming on because that was a great interview. Banger. You can't deny that. But we got a huge slate of stuff coming up for this upcoming weekend. So, Brandon, let's get into it. Hold on to your hats. Friday, soccer at Michigan Tech, 4 o'clock kickoff there from Houghton Women's Volleyball, also traveling across the pond to take on Parkside, 7 o'clock first serve there from Kenosha. And ice hockey will be traveling up to Northern Michigan for a doubleheader with the Wildcats up there at the Berry Center. That is 7.07 puck drop on Friday. Joe, hit us with Saturday. What's happening Saturday? Men's golf getting that Kentucky Fried Chicken down at the Kentucky Wesleyan Invite. Football is at home. 1 p.m. kickoff against American International. Trying to make two in a row for the football program. Men's ice hockey is doing the second of the doubleheader at Northern Michigan. 6.07 puck drop on that Olympic ice sheet. Finishing out Sunday, golf at the Kentucky Wesleyan Invite for day number two. Men's basketball, if you're around, head over to Wink Arena, 1 o'clock for the alumni game here at Jim Wink Arena. Should be a fun one. And soccer uh, will wrap up their UP trip. Uh, they'll be taking on Northern Michigan there in Marquette, 1 o'clock. First kickoff there from Marquette. Should be a good one. Sick. Sounds like an action-packed weekend, Brandon. Absolutely. So without further ado, until next episode. Take care, everybody. <laughs>